This week on Pub Talk Radio. I struggle for 30 minutes reading one sentence. This episode's hot seat of the week, courtesy of Ben Hundley. Is that a period? Ben gives weird advice. And now here's what I'm going to tell you. There's good advice and bad advice in life. Bad advice is like reading a label that says for results in eight hours, take two. And Jeff transitions into baseball. We're going to baseball. Welcome to Pub Talk Radio, week two. We made it, boys. I cannot believe that we're back on the air. I, I don't know how CC we... had set me down yet. I don't even know how we got on the air in the first place. <laughs> the internet's a beautiful thing. Do people listen to this? Uh, probably not. <laughs> so Trust me, they do. I got enough people mad at me about my power rankings that it's all right. <laughs> Including my dad, which is... <laughs> He was the first person, so... He gave us a smiley face, though, so it's okay. I like that, I like that. Don't agree with your power rankings, smiley face. Let's get into this NHL segment, because that's what we're going for. I don't know why, I don't know why we're going NHL first, but that's just what we decided. So, Austin let's Matthews, go. let's go, Jeff, let's get it up. What do you think? What a debut. Um, I can't... How do I even describe this kid right now? Like Wayne Gretzky in the American flesh. He came out. He came out sharp shooting. He came out doing everything right. I was I was very pumped when he got drafted number one. Love seeing an American in number one. Absolutely love seeing an American in number one. Do you know how bad we need an American to step in? Because God knows Patty Kane's going to get arrested next summer. So we need to rely on somebody. Austin Matthews. Second game, not as great as the first, but how could it be as great as the first? Wayne Gretzky didn't even score four goals in a game until, like, his 136th game. And to go on record, Sidney Crosby's never scored four goals in a game. Never. <laughs> neither did Bobby Hull. Ben, you've been wanting to talk about a certain individual from the Avalanche. I'm going to give you that chance. Let's do it. All you need to know is Joe Colburn is amazing. Call it uh, love at first sight. But ever since he got drafted by the Bruins back in 2008, been floating around the league, not really doing anything, comes out for the Avs against Dallas. Hattie just gets the hat trick first game, really giving me excitement. Just get my hopes up for the Avs to crush me all over again. But, you know, that's just another year in the life uh, Avs fan. But I got to tell you, he's Canadian-born, so I know he's not as cool to Jeff as Austin. Not as cool to me either. But, <laughs> you know, I still got to respect him coming in and basically talking up Austin Matthews about how it's not supposed to look that easy. Posted on Twitter, messaged him. was like, hey, man, not supposed to be that easy. Just comes out and answers right back, showing that he's got it too. So I love seeing a center uh, you know, pro- provide for his team that well. And with only one game under the belt, uh, playing the Pens tomorrow, getting excited. Uh, I can't wait Boy. to see how he can perform. Hey, I'm ready to see him against the Pens, against the supposed supposed best team in hockey this year. So, 
PK Suba. I was like counting down until you're going to talk about this guy. <laughs> PK. The PK era in Nashville with Mike Fisher as the captain. Oh, captain, my captain. I'm so pumped. But we'll talk about that later. But you know what we can talk about right now? My beer review. Because I promised the people last week. <laughs> the beer review is coming out. And let me tell you. Double is a beer podcast. Exactly. Pub talk, see? This isn't Pub just talk. sports. We can I talk like about that. alcohol, too. I like that. It's, I agree. It's a good beer to drink while watching sports. Tell us about it, Ben. <laughs> All right. Well, let me tell you. I'm a big wheat beer guy. Wheat and beer. Odell Brewing Company has one called Easy Street. And it was insanely smooth. It reminds me of Boulevard, but a little more refined, and I can appreciate that. And now here's what I'm going to tell you. There's good advice and bad advice in life. Bad advice is like reading a label that says, for results in eight hours, take two. So for results in two hours, take eight. That's not how that works. But buying this beer is a great advice, and I urge all of you to go try it. Yeah, you said it's Odell Brewing Company. Yeah, it's Odell Brewing. Did it have 226 yards today too? <laughs> oh, 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 I don't want to talk God. about that. You're so punny. He's, he just he's having my he's, he's having fun again, and I'm having fun with him again. I told you, he's Randy he Moss. He's today. the new Randy Moss. He proposed. To, yeah, I'm, that net said yes. I'm pumped about that. I'm going to the wedding. I'm actually in it. I've known that net for seven years now. Like, we've been <laughs> really down close. Inside, I was really hoping that that 15-yard penalty would cost him. I'm not going to lie. The helmet off, streaking down the sideline, celebrating for two minutes. But probably just because he was at negative one points in fantasy at halftime, and then next thing I know, it's like a 30-burger. <laughs> 30-burgers on my team. Thanks, Pedro, when, if you're listening. Probably not, but appreciate you, cuz. <laughs> I hope you're listening. <laughs> That's that's what he wants oh, to say there. God. Well, speaking of what you talked about earlier, Jeff, you pissed off enough people with your power rankings. I think we should revisit them because they're hurting after this week. The power rankings? <laughs> Everything is uh, wrong in the NFL. Yeah, I'm not even sure we can do a traditional power ranking. I think we could do a top two and then talk about a third. But I'm not sure we can really have a power ranking anymore. At least my top two are, you know, settled. I'd like what to put that? in my, I'd like to put in my stake here, at power oh, rankings. Here I'm go. not going to, I'm not going to five though. I'm, I'm totally agreeing with this podcast that there's not five teams that we can name. I don't think so. But here's my top three. Hope I don't piss anybody off. I hope <laughs> you, you <will>. do. <laughs> Number one, an unpopular opinion with Jeff Chapman, the Vikings. 100% deserve to be at the top. Uh, number two, Patriots, of course. They pulled out the win today. Number three, and that this really hurts my soul. It hurts my soul, my entire being to say this, but the only team that I can give this is the Cowboys after beating our Packers today. Oh. Uh, <laughs> they have some good wins under their belt. They're playing really well. Jeff, I'm sure you want to say something, so just go ahead. Uh, I, I don't want to say anything. I just 
I think that you, uh, you're right in the fact that it's Patriots Vikings one too, but it's the third. I mean, you could talk Seahawks, you could talk Cowboys, you could talk Steelers, even though they lost and Big Ben's got a meniscus or whatever he he's got. You could talk. Uh, I, I don't know who else you could throw in there. You could you could technically throw in Denver and Kansas City. I mean, Kansas City's quietly doing some shit. Well, you can talk a lot of people. Right I there. wanted to throw Oakland in there, but after that loss today, you can't. I, I don't was... think you can't put Oakland in the top five because Oakland's secondary is just so sketch. Their secondary is scary. They make it's all or nothing for them, and I think it's going to end up being nothing a lot of the times. And I'm sorry, Aaron. I love you, buddy. <laughs> hey, even as a Broncos fan, though, I think we're two years out from a Raiders AFC West. <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> they're they're two years away from being two, two years, years away. <laughs> it's always the phrase. That's an inside joke between this group, oh, but well, I mean, I hope you guys learn and to love the two years away from being two years away. <laughs> thank God for Jeff Goodman and his ridiculous comments at the NBA draft. Well, I'll give you my uh, rankings real quick. My top's still the same. Pats at one, Vikings at two. Uh, gets hectic in the middle. But Seahawks at three, I can't drop them. They won today. They stayed strong and pulled it out. I have the Cowboys jumping up to four. And then I had to decide between the Steelers or Denver for holding that fifth spot, staying in the top five. I am biased, but I will say I think a Steelers lost to Miami uh, hurts a little more than Denver against the Chargers. My logic is the Chargers have managed to blow all the games they've lost. But they've all been close, and the team's playing well despite all the injuries. Um, still a solid squad. Denver, I won't make any excuses. Kubiak not being there, you can't say that was the reason for the bad play calling. I don't think it was that bad, personally. A lot of people can complain about it, but they just shot themselves in the foot. Penalties, man. Penalties, penalties, penalties. It hurts. Had more penalties than total offensive yards for most of the second half. So I'm assuming... The Packers are out of your top five, Jeff. The Packers are out of my top five, but there's hope for me yet, and I'm not worried about this game at all. Not worried about it. It was, it's just one you let the Cowboys have because they're going to be a heartbroken fan base when Tony Romo is back there behind center. So they deserve something <laughs> right totally now. Agree. I don't think he's starting. <laughs> Jerry Jones. <laughs> Jerry Jones is a lunatic. He's starting. Nope. He loves God God is not giving up that loves controversy. One hundred percent going to start Tony. Jerry Romo. Jones is the reason Dak Prescott was left on the roster as the number two quarterback. Dak's going to have a really good career in the NFL with a new team next year because they're going to ride with Romo and he's going to get, people are going to come calling suitors. There will be suitors. Romo's out. Guys, can we talk about this Kershaw win tonight? I am really, really impressed because I had no faith in his playoff ability whatsoever. And he just pulled up a huge win. And I think this win takes it to six games. If not, I think it was going to be a sweep. Clayton Kershaw is trying to become LeBron James of baseball in one simple way. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying he's trying to change teams and do all the do all the extracurriculars that LeBron did. But what he's trying to do right now is silence his doubters because he's not clutch. He can't win the big game. He came out and he showed he can win a damn big game. He did it in a big way. Yeah, but 
are we ready for him to pull a Bumgarner? Like, they're going to need him in game five or six with the turnaround. And they might need him if they win there. If they go to a game seven, they're going to need him to come in and close. And I don't think Kershaw can do it. Madison Bumgarner can do it. Kershaw doesn't have it. He did it the other night. Mm. But He came in and closed the other about, night. But you talk about the clutch factor. A game six, a game seven, when it's on the line. Bumgarner crushes dreams, hopes. He eats children. Kershaw does not have that mentality. He may have gotten stopped a little bit this year, but he won a World Series. He he did it. He That was the ultimate goal. You're not going to do that year in and year out. If you did it year in and year out, LeBron would have won a championship every year. Teams change. Players change. Mentalities don't. I'm not saying that you know, Bumgarner is going to win every game he ever pitches because that's not realistic, but he's got the killer instinct to come in on short rest and win a game. Mad Bum is Kobe. Clayton Kershaw is LeBron. I agree with you that Mad Bum does have that mentality, but I think right now Kershaw is trying to put himself in that mentality. Because you can, just because you didn't have it doesn't mean you can't get it. You can become a killer instinctively. You can become a killer in your mindset, but you can't. And he's he's showing it so far. He's, show, he's showing a little killer mentality. He's showing a little killer mentality right now. And it's because all these birds in his ear chirping. But is it enough? Oh, it won't be enough to beat the Cubbies. I'm just saying he's going to do all he can. The Dodgers are going to fail him. Yeah, I don't think any of us disagree that the Cubs are going to the World Series. I wasn't sold until last night, but I got talked into it after seeing them play. It's They're ridiculous. Holy Grand Slam by Mickey. Mickey bombs galore. I And then for the back-to-back, just overkill. Love it, though. I mean, It was a, it was a lot of fun baseball. to watch. The best part about that whole game is that the Dodgers make this nice little inning to put themselves tied. The very next half inning, it's just their dreams were crushed, dashed. They were done. They put, they put their bats in their bags and were getting ready to play the next one. I hadn't even said at that point. I was like, this is a sweep. Kershaw's not going to be able to perform, and then look what happened. So I'm no expert by Get the killer instinct in him is hey. what he's doing. <laughs> Joe Madden could have been in a heck of a sticky spot, though, when he decided to pull uh, Lester in the sixth. I was questioning that decision, and they were hopping pitcher to pitcher. And I honestly think Aralis Chapman bailed him out there more so even than the hitting. Like, yes, the grand slam – gave them the runs, but Chapman bailed them out huge. I mean, that that might be one of the best trades any team has done in the past few years. Oh, I'm extremely proud of my brother. <laughs> Can't you see? Can't you guys see the resemblance? Oh, yeah. He's, a, he's been, he's been uh, tanning a little bit more than I have, though, so that's the only difference. I just want to take this little intermission here to thank all of our friends and family for listening. You guys have really gotten on board and given us some great feedback. Please continue to listen and continue to give us your feedback on what you want to hear us talk about. Also, new listeners, welcome. Please follow us on all social media and SoundCloud, Twitter at PubTalkRadio, Facebook PubTalkRadio. Email us at PubTalkRadio247 at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening and let's get back to the show.
Alright guys, we're back. College football went a little bit more scripted than it usually did this weekend. I know we have a host, a co-host that's high on Alabama. What do you got, Jeff? Uh, I'm very high on Alabama. I'm kind of wondering, who's going to beat this damn team? I mean, they got Jalen Hurts. They got a quarterback. Alabama has a quarterback that you're not like, this guy, who, what does this guy do for them? They've had two guys in the past that you're like, all right, they're decent. They're never going to be anything in the NFL. And then you got Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts throws for 143 passing yards against Tennessee. He runs for 132 yards. This kid is a killer. And the rest, I mean, Alabama's defense is Alabama's defense. You're going to get D for days. You're going to get defense nonstop, 24-7, until that final whistle blows. And you're going to have a coach that coaches them every play. No matter if they're up 50, he's coaching them like they're losing by 10. Alabama's the real deal. The real deal. And I don't, I just don't see anybody stopping them. I hope we get some really good playoff teams in there to try to compete with them. If, if you had to pick one team that you think could beat Louisville right now, or not Louisville, excuse me, Alabama, who, who do you think has the best chance? Oh, the best chance to beat Alabama. You have to have, I'm not even sure what type of team you would need. You'd probably need a really fast team, but physical at the same time. I think you'd have to have a really good, your best Big Ten team, whether it be Ohio State or Michigan, whoever comes out of Big Ten is going to be your best opportunity to beat them, or a team like Houston. Houston could beat them. Houston could surprise people and beat them. And Washington. Washington might be able to beat them, too. I mean, I don't think there's... I'm not going to go out and say there's one team I think could beat them, but I think your best chances come from the winner of the Big Ten, Houston or Washington, if Washington wins out. Even with Houston losing to Navy, you're, you're saying that they could still beat Alabama? Oh, yeah. I mean... Teams play to the level of their competition all the time. And I think Houston got a little too caught up in what they were. And they struggled with Tulsa this weekend. That's true. But I think they would be so jacked up to play Alabama. And they have all the right tools you need and a great coach to to fight Alabama. And Alabama might overlook a team like Houston a little bit. The players, anyway. I know Saban won't. Saban's scouting every damn day, even two Two minutes before the game starts, he's still scouting. One of the few coaches that will be ripping Lane Kiffin when they're up by 30 on the sideline. <laughs> oh, absolutely. He, he's going to co- listed. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, he's going to coach like he sh- like every coach should coach. He's going to coach the game, not the score. And that's what I love about Nick Saban. That's fair. So no ACC teams? I don't think Clemson can do it. And they're the only team that I think could do it because Louisville can't. All all Alabama would do is quarterback spy, and Louisville wouldn't be able to do anything without old boy running around. So you see I'm not. That. But Alabama traditionally struggles with your dual threat quarterbacks. That is the epitome of Jackson. I completely agree with you, but I don't think Louisville has enough outside of that. I think they would really, with Saban knowing, Saban knows too that they struggle with dual threat quarterbacks, so they would really go over the top for Jackson. I'm 100% about that. 
but I think that's why Houston throws poses a problem because Houston has Greg Ward Jr. Greg Ward Jr. is a dual threat guy, and they have really fast guys on the ends that can help him out, and they got a good little running back. So, well, I'll tell you, you're gonna hear it here first, but I'm calling that in the college football playoffs, Louisville's getting back in. They need Houston to win out, but they play Houston the second to last week of the season. A good non or good excuse me, a good ranked win for Louisville could propel them back in, get that four seed. Alabama, I don't see losing the one no matter what. So, no, not at all. No, a lot of people are gonna tell you Louisville's done, but I still have faith. They'll need a little help, but I they'll still, need a lot of help. I, I still feel Louisville is hard done in the Clemson game. I really don't think the best team won that day. Regardless of oh, the I score. Don't, I don't either. I completely agree with you. But the thing about it is they're going to need Clemson to lose. And Clemson's only chance to lose is against the most overrated team in the damn country. And that's Florida State. Florida State's the only team that can really knock Clemson off if you really look at it. And Florida State's not going to do that. They're going to get beat in their own house. And I'm going to be there to watch it. <laughs> you excited about that one? Oh, I'm pumped about it. <laughs> I, might, I might be the biggest Clemson fan in America that day. I think, I, and don't get me wrong here, I'm not saying Houston's making the playoff and beating Alabama. I'm just saying in a dream world, in a dream world, they're a team that could probably compete with Alabama. But I don't think they're making the playoffs. I think, I'm, I'm not sure I could even guess what three are going to be in there. I can tell you Alabama's going to be in there. I don't, I don't know if Clemson is going to lose they could slip up to a team because they almost slipped up to nc state i mean nc state beat them they missed a field goal but i i I think the biggest surprise of college football right now is nebraska at the 10 that's incredible to me that team playing for a cause i'll tell you what they're playing for a cause fultz is inspiring that team that city that fan base it's incredible to watch You guys smell that? I think my chair's on fire. It's time for this week's hot seat. Tomorrow in Dallas, the Big 12 is meeting to discuss, again, conference expansion and to supposedly take a vote. With how messed up the Big 12 is, there is no way they're even going to agree on a consensus on whether or not they're going to vote tomorrow, let alone if anything's going to happen. My guess is it's getting pushed back. And we keep talking about this, and being an OU fan, it hurts. For me to sit here and tell you that David Boren is going to sit here and keep telling us that he's going to go full circle from being about expansion and then not at all. How are you going to tell me the quality of the teams we're looking at is not good enough? Since West Virginia and TC were added, the pool of teams has not changed. The quality is good enough. Houston just beat OU this year. Houston beat Florida State last year in a bowl game. That team is more than good enough to get into the into the conference. Look at other teams. You've got Houston, Cincy, Memphis, BYU, a, a plethora of other teams that all add something to the conference. And yet we're going to sit here and keep talking about how the quality is not good enough. They don't bring enough to the conference. Let's look at the Big 12. First off, outside of the fact there's only 10 teams, which bugs some people, doesn't bug me. You know what? A name is a name. But the fact that the Big 12 I know, when Texas and OU were trading Trading blows in football for who is going to play for a national championship year in and year out. And where is the conference gone? 
Since the four teams left, it has been in a continual downgrade in terms of quality of football. Luckily, they're at least bringing back the championship game, which has hurt Big 12 teams from providing a chance for their teams to get into the national championships and the football playoff. And the thing is, is at the heart of this, it has nothing to do with the quality or the teams not being good enough. I will tell you, especially with Houston, is that teams in the area that are already there don't want another team to recruit against. OU does not want to have to, who pulls most of the recruits from Texas, does not want to have another Texas school that they have to fight for recruits with. Texas provides so many football recruits to the rest of the Big 12, another Texas team is just going to keep watering it down, and that's not what these teams want. And I'll tell you right now, David Boren needs to stop playing this facade that it's about quality or that you know he's magically just changed his mind all of a sudden. Like This is not something that's going to continue to hurt the Big 12. You need to look at the big picture, and David Boren, I'm telling you right now, it's time for you to get this vote moving and get the Big 12 expanded. This episode's Hot Seat of the Week, courtesy of Ben Hundley. We want you to be involved, so tweet us with the hashtag, hashtag PTRHotSeat to give us your feedback and comments. All right, we're about to wrap it up for this uh. episode. I'm going to start this new game. It's called Word Association. I'm going to hit Jeff with the word. He's going to give me the first thing that comes up with his mind. Hopefully sports-related. I don't know yet. It's a dark place <laughs> in his head. It's a dark, dark hit, place. And then I'm going to hit Ben. All right, Jeff, are you ready? Yeah. Minnesota Wild. Bourbon. <laughs> ben. <laughs> Marshawn Wayne. We got screwed. What? All right, that's it, folks. See you later. What is that? Bourbon. <laughs> <laughs>